podcast where we discuss the television show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always, this is wife Penny. Wow. <laughs> yeah. If you just heard a loud <coughs> thump there, it was my microphone falling. Uh, so, yeah, you got that microphone all situated now? Well, <coughs> I don't know. I, I guess so. Let's move on. So, how's it going today? Pretty good. How about you? It's good, except I just put a nut in my mouth, and I'd yell at you if you did that, so... That's okay. I just dropped my notebook. Yeah, no, what the hell? Well, I was, watching, I was watching Harley, making sure she doesn't start eating that plant or tearing yes. things off. The, uh, the tale of our Christmas decoration there. So, well, it was sitting up on top of the board in front of the computer, and I don't know. I was just afraid that one of the needles would reach out and stop the recording. I don't know. We talk about spooky stuff here. Don't need anything near that, you know, some plant near that keyboard just to weird us out for goodsies. Like it's going to come alive or something? And yeah, like poltergeist style. <laughs> It'll be like a little evergreen gremlin running around. Hmm. Well, good thing we've got the three hellhounds here to take care of it. Yeah, that'd be a scene, wouldn't it? <laughs> So yeah, we gotta. We're gonna have to lift that back off the floor when we're done here and find a better home for it. Yes, otherwise I can see it being totally destroyed. I mean, yes. If the dogs figure out that those taste good, those nice green branches, it, it might be all over. There's bells on it too. As soon as they figure out that something jingles. Yeah, so we don't <laughs> want them to be swallowing anything and dying on us. That would suck. Uh, yeah, that's like poinsettias. That's a popular uh, holiday plant that people have, and that's like poisonous to cats or something weird. I think it's poisonous to dogs, too, but I'm not really sure. But, yes, it is a, not a good plant for animals. But, yeah, I love those big poinsettias. That was my favorite holiday plant as a kid. <laughs> They're so pretty. They are, yes. And if you take care of them, they'll just keep growing. I mean, they'll... You could just grow points at a bush in your house if you want. <laughs> but usually people just forget about them and then chuck them away a couple of weeks later. Well, that sucks. <laughs> All right. So uh, speaking of something that sucks, how about the title of this episode? <laughs> Talking about season four, episode 16 on the head of a pin. And no, there's no pins involved. Well, yeah. Well, there's needles involved. <laughs> yeah, but... I thought they'd be doing some light sewing. <laughs> uh, the recap, though, is nuts. Uh, the recap has Cass and Uriel, Alistar, Dean torturing souls, uh, and how he left his a hole of left himself in hell. Uh, Dean's problem, and uh, or no, Sam's problems in hanging out with Ruby. And then the whole, I know what you did last summer, or I know what you did to the demon Sam line from the last episode. Like, this recap has a lot in a, it. everything under the sun. It also had the angel Anna in it, too. Yeah, Anna was in there, too. So, by that recap, I was like, well, this is going to be definitely a heavy, uh, big story arc episode. Yes, it is. So They I crammed could, a lot into that recap because it wasn't a very long recap but they did cram a lot in there yeah it wasn't one of those recaps because sometimes they do it and it's just kind of like a best of clips from when we've seen that character before 
and then we see that character again. Right. But when this one was just like, oh, here's a recap of like everyone's backstory. So it first starts off, uh, there's car alarms going off. There's a huge wreck on the highway. It looks like about 20 cars were just destroyed. Uh, Cass is there, and he puts his hands up and turns off all the car alarms. Cass is walking around the wreckage and finds a lady in white. And she's got a bloody spot on her neck and her chest area, like where angels wear their, uh, or isn't that where well, their essence or whatever that's called, the angel juice? No, that's where Uriel was carrying Anna's, but no, it's inside their body. So I was kind of confused by that. Was that, like, how'd she get burned with an amulet of that stuff? She didn't. She wasn't burnt. She was stabbed. Okay, see, that... It was all confusing. I, I thought that that I thought that someone ripped out her essence, or and no. that was the blood left behind, or something. So no. So she was just stabbed. Oh, there was okay. a stab wound. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> there's one mystery off my plate for this episode. Um. And Cass says uh, goodbye, sister. And at that point, a bunch of cops pull up, and the cops look down at that lady and says, "What the hell." And then it's the beginning of the episode. Right. And the reason they said, what the hell, is when the camera pulled back, you could see a silhouette of angel wings on the road underneath where she was laying. Like, huge angel wings. So we know, especially after Cass saying goodbye, sister, that somehow an angel was killed. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that... Uh that silhouette but yes right, well cool. it was kind of dark and i think from the angle where you're sitting you probably didn't see it because oh, okay. i was sitting i'm sitting directly in front of the tv dan sitting to the side and our tv typing his notes oh. our tv is crap so yeah i'm yeah. sure you yeah you probably just didn't see it but that's what they were saying what the hell about all right i just figured you know all these people <laughs> laying around dead was what they were saying what the hell about um we see the boys are driving down the road Sam says Ruby has some leads, but Dean does not want her help. Uh, Dean is tired of burying friends, and he's getting tired in general of the whole job. And Sam says, hey, you should get angry. The uh, boys get to their hotel room, and Cass and Ariel are inside the room and say that they need help. At this point, Dean blows his top, and he's yells, yelling that they are done they're through they've had enough of helping these guys out uh but uriel is being a dick and says that he doesn't care that he doesn't want to do it uriel says that an angel died tonight and a demon killed her Cass says that they have alistar uh locked up but he isn't talking so uriel said that dean is the best interrogator they got since he was his student in hell so he fits the bill Dean says, you cannot ask me to do this. Uriel says, who's who said, Who's who said we're asking? Yes. And then the three of them vanish, and da Sam is left there alone and says, damn it. Yeah. Well, what uh, Uriel, or Cass, one of them mentioned, seven angels have been murdered, you know, all from their garrison. Oh, um, seven. I thought it was just one. Oh, but okay. one was killed just that night, so it must have been that that blonde lady in the highway that Cass said goodbye to. So yes, a total of seven from their garrison. So I'm assuming angels are split up, split up into garrisons, much like uh, armies or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what a garrison is. But yeah, <laughs> Sam's left standing there after they all three disappear like 
son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Next we see Dean and those two angels, and they're in some sort of angel prison place. It looks to me like an old warehouse, something like that, you know, something incognito where you would do nefarious activities. I don't know. I couldn't tell. (laughs) And with the color of our TV, when I looked up, it looked like they were on some blue planet, too. (laughs) So I was like, oh, I guess they're on Jupiter? What? I was like, I don't know. They're in some other angel place, wherever (laughs) angels go to to beat up folks. Uh, Dean doesn't want to do it and asks to talk to Cass alone. Dean makes a joke about Ariel's sense of humor, and then Cass comes back and says, oh, he's the funniest person in the garrison. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty hilarious, because it doesn't seem like he's funny at all. No, he seems... He's rather, always a jackball. Yeah, he seems like a pretty big jerk. <laughs> uh, Cass says that uh, people are starting to, n- <coughs> starting to notice that he's showing emotion, and that's a doorway to doubt. Um... Because as we know, these angels, they just follow orders explicitly, and then there's no questioning it at all. Because if you do, it's a death sentence. Uh, Dean says, you really don't want me to do this, because you're not going to like who walks out of there. So I don't know if he's going to, like, hulk up or, like, what he was afraid of. Like, what do you mean? You're not going to like who comes out of there. Well, I think he was afraid that it was going to affect his psyche permanently, and then he would always be in that that mode. Rage state? Something like that, yeah. I don't know. It seemed a little silly, but whatever. Dean knows himself better than I do. Yes, he does. Um, so then Dean goes into the uh, the other interrogation room that they have set up, and there's like this whole little table full of cutting and hurting things uh, anything that you could think of that to torch torture someone with is kind of all laid out um yeah as i say and um alistair's tied up and looks like there's a devil's trap around him so he's got no powers and kind of completely uh shoot i can't think of the word but uh, yeah, he's at just, dean's he's mercy chained up he's like chained up on a big pentagram or something and then on the floor there's a devil's trap drawn yes well. uh alistair then starts cracking up laughing that they sent in <laughs> dean he was tickled pink that they thought that dean would be able to do anything uh dean says you got one chance to tell me who's killing angels and alistair says he doesn't think that dean's gonna go through with anything because he left half of himself in the pit Alistair then winds him up some more about how he uh, tortured his dad. Next, we see Sam talking to Ruby, asking where Dean is. Ruby knows Ruby knows the backstory. It's like, yeah, I know. They got Alistair tied up, and they're going to have Dean torture him. And, hey, it sounds like a good plan. The good guys will win. Just let him be. Yeah, she wants nothing to do with these angel shenanigans again. Uh, but problem is sam doesn't think that dean can go through with any of this yes he does not believe that dean is strong enough uh because of the fact of what happened to him when he was in hell back at the uh, interrogation room we see dean is asking alistair for the name again alistair continues to talk crap uh (laughs) one funny line is he calls dean daddy's little girl (laughs) And uh, mocks him for breaking at 30. 
Dean starts to get visibly upset at this point. Like, he was just walking around stone-faced, but now he looks like he's mad. Right. Uh, well, because Alistair says they gave the same offer to John, and John resisted for over 100 years in hell. John resisted the same offer they gave Dean. And that's why he said, and you broke in only 30. Daddy's little girl or whatever <laughs> he said that. Um, Alistair then mocks Dean for using holy water. But Dean says he's been dreaming about this moment ever since he got out of hell. <laughs> and that he has some ideas of what to do. Then we see Dean load up a syringe with holy water, walks over to Alistair, says, let's get started. And then we, the camera pans outside of the room and we hear screaming in pain. Commercial. Yes, so we assume that <clears throat> since it doesn't really, well, it does bother Alistair to have the holy water thrown on him. Dean's thinking, oh, it's going to be a hell of a lot worse to have it injected inside his body. And sure enough, he was screaming like a little bitch with a skin knee. Uh, then uh, back from commercial, Dean uh, stops and asks if he wants some more. Alistair tells him to go to hell. Back at Ruby, uh, Ruby and uh, Sam, uh, Ruby is doing some sort of demon thing to find Dean. And she burns burns up a map or something that well, she cast yeah she cast some sort of spell. Yeah, what was that about? I just saw like fire and then uh, ash left behind, and somehow that was a map to where they were supposed to go. Yes, because she said, "Don't worry about the fire; just be concerned with what's left, because that's where you'll find Dean." So once it got burnt down to a point, she says, "Stop!" The fire goes out, and then there's a little part on the map that's not burnt. She's like, "That's where you'll find Dean." Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I'm glad that demons have some sort of form of ways to help them get around. <laughs> I guess it's not turn by turn directions though, but it will find you. The nearest uh, Starbucks. Uh, Ruby says, good thing that they didn't cover their tracks. She, like, totally calls out that they, they didn't even try to hide, that that spell just worked so easily. Right, because I think she made a comment that angels just aren't used to uh, having someone keeping an eye on them or having them watched or having them questioned because they're pretty much used to, you know, God tells us to do this, we do it, it's done, no one knows, no one's the wiser. Okay. Uh, Sam is worried about, um, Dean not being strong enough or him himself not being strong enough. Yeah. Sam at this point is second guessing himself. Ruby says, nah, you'll be fine. She then kisses him. She stops, takes out a knife, cuts herself. She bleeds. And then Sam starts licking it up. And now at this point I'm like, uh Oh, does Sam have a demon drug problem? Dreaming blood drug problem. But dreaming blood. Um, not going to answer this, but we do have on IMDb. This is the first time we see Sam drinking Ruby's blood. So. Oh, so this is what these two clowns have been up to, doing it and drinking blood. <laughs> yes, that is apparently how Sam gets his Superpowers. mojo to be able to exercise demons right. with well, his Well, yeah, because we're going to go back through the rest of this episode. And yeah, I, I caught it right here. I'm like, uh-oh. Mm -hmm. This isn't the first time these two have pulled the shenanigans. Right. And then when I saw the ending, that pretty much sealed it for me. Plus, before Pamela died, not only, remember, not only did she say, I know what you did with to that demon, 
she's also said, I, and I know it's inside of you. Mm -hmm. So she was probably referring to the demon blood. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. You know, once you get a touch of, you know, here's the thing is Dean even warned about once you use this stuff, then you become addicted to it and you end up having a count on it. Exactly. Especially if it gives him this much power because a lot of people, even if he's not physically addicted to the blood, he could be addicted to the power that the blood gives him. Right. So there's another fear right there. Oh, Sam, your father would be so annoyed with you right now. He would. Um, oh, crap. Now where am I in my notes? Uh, la, la, la. He's asking a lot more. Ruby burns up the map. Oh, I'm just going to scroll down. Well, I have, next I have it goes back to Dean. Yeah, back to Dean. He's dipping the knife in holy water. It's a, it's a knife that they got from the first Ruby that can kill demons. But yeah, he's dipping it in holy water. And Alistar continues to mock him. Dean walks over and stabs him with it. Alistar says, I carved you into a new animal. No going back down. Dean's like, yep, you're right. Might time, But now it's time to carve or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there's some sort of play on words. Outside, we hear more cries and screaming. Cass is standing outside that door just listening in. And Anna shows up. Cass notices uh, that she's wearing her old human body. I guess she looked different before. Uh, Cass says, you shouldn't be here. We still have orders to kill you. And at that point, I thought, oh, wait. I thought when she got her mojo back, whatever that is, that she was going to be good to go again. They haven't, her ripping that out was the problem. Yeah, well, it's the fact that she did it. Um, yes, but the fact, it sounds like because she was in charge of their garrison, it sounds like she would be a stronger angel than Castiel and Uriel. She abandoned her post. She went AWOL. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why even though she's got her grace back, they still have orders to kill her. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, back inside then, we see Dean is standing really close to Alistar while, while stabbing him. Like uncomfortably close. <laughs> No like, personal space there. Yeah, I was like, you can back off a little bit, dude. Uh, back outside, then we see that Anna wants to know why Cass is letting him do it. Cass says, hey, hey man, it's it's God's work. Who are we to question it? Anna says, well, it's probably just orders from a superior, but not God. Do you think he wants this? Is this righteous? <coughs> and what you're feeling is doubt. So Anna's trying to get in Cass's head here. <coughs> We back inside, we see Dean continuing to torture Alistar. Anna keeps trying to talk Cass into questioning the orders, but eventually Cass gets fed up with this conversation. He doesn't want to hear it and tells her to go. Inside, then, the room, the uh, Dean is still torturing, and Alistar is still mocking him. <laughs> Dean pours salt into his mouth, and we... See Dean, we see Sam driving down the road, so I guess he's on his way to where the, the magic burning map showed him to go. Yes, he's on his way to hope, he's thinking probably save Dean or something, I don't know. Back inside, Alistair's coughing up salt. Dean goes over to his little uh, table of toys, washes off his knife. Alistair continues to mock Dean <laughs> some more and says that uh, he... He broke, uh, 
he broke one of the seals in hell himself by uh, breaking down and torturing someone. He was the first seal breaker. Yes, Dean was the first seal. At first, she doesn't believe him, and then he starts to believe him. And I put, Dean kind of has a mortified look on his face, like, "Holy crap! I'm the one that started all this." Yeah, he says, uh, "You know, when when Lucifer comes and we uh, when the apocalypse happens, we know we're gonna owe it all to Dean Winchester." <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty funny line. <laughs> uh, then Dean looks sad. He does. Uh, the camera glances over and we see that there's a leaky pipe that has washed away the demon trap. Well, if camera goes back to Dean and he's got his back to Alistar. Uh, and I don't know. Dean's like talking some trash, but we know that this is going to turn out very badly. And right as Dean uh, turns around to go uh, start torturing him again, Alistair is right there and <laughs> knocks him with one huge punch and uh, knocks him to the ground commercial. <laughs> Come back from commercial. We see Dean get, is getting his ass beat badly. Alistair is choking Dean out. At that moment, Cass comes in and stabs him with a knife. That knife doesn't work, so Cass tries to use his force powers, and then that doesn't work. Alistair uh, kills Cass. Doesn't kill Cass. What? Alistair... Well, oh, kicks Cass's ass. Yes. And is choking <laughs> him out. Uh, so, yeah, Alistair's got Cass out, like, up against a wall or something like that. Choking him out, Alistair starts some sort of incarnation. Light starts coming out of Cass's eyes, so it's like, uh-oh, Cass is getting blown away to somewhere. But then, uh, all of a sudden, Alistair gets force-tossed against another wall. Releasing Cass, luckily. And we see Sam walk, Sam walk in, and he's got his full Jedi powers locked on to uh, Alistair pushed up against the wall. Sam asks Alistair, who's killing all the angels? He wants to know who's behind this. Alistair claims not to know. He said, and Alistair's basically like, fine, send me back to hell. And Sam's like, oh, no, I'm not going to send you back to hell. I can kill now. And then, so Sam then pushes his hand and makes a bigger grunty face. <laughs> Which always helps. But before this, uh, Alistair does admit that the demons are not the ones that are killing the angels. This and that Lilith is not behind it. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't claim any culpabilities. They, they know not what the hell's going on, he claims. Uh, and then, so, Alistar, you like somehow, the only way to describe it is like he internally nukes the demon inside of his body. Because you can see like a flash of white light in like his rib cage. Like well, it's the same kind of effect that the lower demons, when they stab them with Ruby's knife, that the lower demons, that, that kind of fritz out. But yes, we saw that Sam able to do that to Alistair with his mind, and it did take, seem to take a little bit longer. Next, Dean is in the hospital. Cass looks in. Sam spots him looking in, runs out and confronts Cass, tells him that he needs to go back inside and heal Dean. Sam is pissed that they got put into this situation and what Alistar said was not a lie. And Cass goes off without healing healing Dean, obviously. Yes, and this I thought was weird. Even watching it this time, because of the fact that Dean would not have 
had to even end up in the hospital. Either Castiel or Uriel could have healed him right then and there, but for whatever reason, they chose not to. Yeah, it's weird that there's even a skip to them in the hospital having this conversation. Why did they have this conversation back at the warehouse? Exactly, exactly. That is odd. All right, well, uh, then we see Uriel in the park, and he's, like, wondering aloud, what's going on? There's something wrong. Can't you feel it? And Cass ends up agreeing with him, and he's starting to question maybe God isn't giving the orders anymore and something is wrong. Well, Uriel also makes the comment that when he was getting orders from his superiors, I wanted to stop hunting the demon that uh, has been killing the angels stuff okay but then I also have that they come to the conclusion that it must have somehow been someone possibly someone in heaven was actually doing the killing of the angels for some reason alright well next we see Cass calling for Anna Anna shows up and admits that uh, he, he admits that he wants to disobey. And Anna says that she knows what it's like and that things are only going to get worse for him. Cass asks Anna what to do. She says, think for yourself. Mm-hmm. And vanishes like, <laughs> you're a big help. And I can see why. Like, he was such a dick to her before. And now he comes around again then talking like. All right, maybe give her a half a minute. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, I mean, and I think for himself because he would be going from following Uriel's orders to following her orders and not questioning it, and that's not what you want, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it was absolutely the right advice, I guess. So Cass stops, looks at, a, looks at a water fountain that has a faucet on the side, and he clearly gets an idea in his head. Next, we see him back in the warehouse interrogation room uh, doing some inspecting. And he sees where the leaky pipe dripped down onto their demon trap, letting... uh, Whatever his name is. Alistair. 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 Think like a set of stairs. Alistair. Uh, So he's he's put it all together. He's figured out that something, something funky went down in this room that allowed this to happen. And Uriel shows up. Cass asks Uriel for the truth. Uriel says, the truth is only an angel can kill another angel. Cass asks him if he's the one that did it. And Uriel admits to everything and says, Alistair should not have even been taken alive in the first place. Uh, Uriel is salty about people, humans, being played favorites by God. And Uriel seems to be a big fan of Lucifer, who is strong and pretty and thought for himself. Uriel says that he has proof of the fact that God, God just... Uriel says that himself being alive is God, proof that God doesn't care anymore. Cass asks him if he's going to uh, kill the whole garrison. And Uriel says, I only kill the ones that say no. And then at that point, Uriel asks Cass for help. Cass then replies with a punch in the face that sends him right through a wall. (laughs) Uriel climbs out of the wall rubble and a major fist fight happens. (laughs) Uriel ends up hitting Cass with the pipe. Uh, Uriel says that there is no God. And then at that point you hear, 
Uriel himself gets stabbed in the back and get a big shocked face on his look. Big shocked <laughs> look on his face. Big shocked face on his look. That's good. <laughs> Uh, then Anna leans in and whispers, maybe not, but there's still me. <laughs> Uriel falls over and blows up in a flash of light. <laughs> and then, so now for the third and final ending. <laughs> Dean is waking up in the hospital and Cass asks if he's all right. Uh, Dean's pretty salty since he's the reason why I got beat hell out of in the first place. Cass tells Dean that Ariel was actually working against him and he's now dead. Dean asks if it's true that he broke the first seal. Cass says, yep. When they learned about Lilith's plan, though, they all fought like hell, in hell, into hell, and fought to break him out of hell. Dean asks, why not just leave me there? Cass then says, you're the person that started it. You gotta end it. Dean is confused and upset with Cass's cryptic replies, as usual. Cass says... All I know is our fate rests with you. Dean says he isn't strong enough. He can't do it. And then he starts crying. The end. Yeah, for some reason, the person that started all this is have, has to be the one to end it. And, and that doesn't ask why he didn't just leave him there in the first place to never have it. Well, be, uh, oh, because he gave in after 30 years. He already broke the first season, yeah, he already, so yeah. Yeah, because Cass said they fought to try to get him before that happened once they found out Lilith's plan, but by the time they got here, yeah, got it there, he, it was too late, and he had already begun torturing, so they knew that the first seal was broken. Oh, then they should have just left him. He already did his damage. <laughs> but no, they needed him to end it. Oh, yeah, I guess you're absolutely right. The guy who started it now is needed to end it. Because Castiel said the righteous man who begins it is the only one who can finish it. So, basically, Dean, you did this to yourself. You should have just kept holding out for at least 100 years like Dad. Well, or a couple more until we got our butts down there and sprung you out before it happened. But then, Yeah, no doubt. But then, you know, he didn't know that. Dean didn't know that. He thought he was going to be there forever. Um, so, you know, should happen. He have just held on for ten more years. <laughs> that has sprung him. So, good episode. I mean, it's it's solid. It's a hundred percent of this has to do with the overarching story. There's, if you saw this as a one-off, you'd be thinking, "Who the hell are all these nuts?" Right. It, yeah, it is very much. Uh, Part of the whole story arc, a very big part of the whole story arc, considering the fact that we know as Dean that that uh, broke the first seal. We know Sam's getting his powers by drinking demon blood, and um, we know that the angels are kind of going after each other for some reason. Because Uriel, he wanted the apocalypse too. He wanted to help raise Lucifer and all that fun stuff. <laughs> All that fun stuff. <laughs> what demons consider fun stuff? You and I wouldn't consider fun stuff, but um, yeah, probably not. <laughs> what I thought was funny about this—well, one thing about this episode that I definitely noticed was that Sam and Dean uh, together were hardly on screen together at all. Just in the opening when they were at the hotel, and then at the very end. Well, then, even at the very end, they, they weren't. Just right in the middle during the hospital scene for a split second. Right. Yeah, there weren't a lot of Sam and Dean um, scenes together. 
But yeah, otherwise those two did not interact with each other. Mm-hmm. This whole episode. Did you notice that? Yes, I did. I don't think there's any specific reason for it. Just the script didn't call for it, I guess. Yeah, but we don't see that a lot in these episodes. Normally they're together. No, right. Because of the fact that this whole series is about Sam and Dean and their relationship with each other. So it is really weird to see an episode where they don't interact with each other that much. Right. (laughs) Uh, Any other takeaways from this? No, not anything that I can think oh, of. Oh, hey, there was one thing. The uh, Uriel, he, he mentioned in, well, when Cass was like questioning him about, hey, this is, this is why this doesn't work. Because Cass said something like angels bring, basically like angels bring good fortune or something like that. And the fact that something bad happened here means that it was purposely set. Yes, because what you didn't see, because I think you were typing, when Dean was torching Uriel, they cut to like a, a knob. I want to call it a knob. I want you to call it a sp- You know when you screw it to a faucet tight yeah, and stuff? Yeah. They showed one loosening by itself, and then they showed a screw on the pipe loosening by itself. So that's when Cass knew... There's no way a demon broke this trap. There's no way Alistair was was strong enough to do this. It had to be an angel. And yes, it was. We found out then it was Uriel that caused that to happen. And that's why he said he was supposed to escape. He was supposed to be keep blaming the, the demons for or the angels dying. None of this should have happened. Hmm. So there. He... he Oh, they were supposed to, he was supposed to escape and then they were supposed to get killed off basically because, oh yeah, because he split that Uriel cat. He split during the whole torture thing. Right. So he was expecting that just to turn into a shit show and then, oh, I don't know what happened to those guys. Right. Yeah. Just to, um, Alistair probably killed Dean, escape. Oh, it must've been, you know, it had to be Alistair. Look what he did. The demons are killing all what the a angels. Jack wagon because I mean that put. You know, that puts his buddy there in jeopardy. That puts Cass in danger. Exactly. And they're supposedly garrison buddies, and he's then later help, asks him for help. Mm-hmm. The hell, dude? You were kind of busted being a dick. And now, you're <laughs> helping the, now you're asking the guy for help? Yeah. Huh. Very interesting. So what's the death count in this episode? Um, the death count is three. Okay. The and they're all spirit beings. There's the first angel that we saw on the highway. There's Uriel and Alistair. Well, then they mentioned that there was seven that night. No, no, no. So no. it wasn't just that no, chick. No, no, it was no. six no, others. No, 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 no. He said seven angels have been killed so far. One just tonight. Oh. So yes, one the first angel, the blonde angel, Alistair, and then Uriel. That Those. starts the one tonight. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay, and the day night count. What do we think? I think it all happened in one night, didn't it? There was uh, no daytime. I no. I want to say it was at least two days, because of the fact that. Well, they, it, the whole episode kicks off with a car crash mm-hmm. that happens at some point at, at night. night, and then Sam and Dean come into it. They're at their hotel at night when. Um, when Dean gets absconded by the angels and leaves Sam there, 
to then contact Ruby and do the map do down. Right, that all happened the same night because of the fact that Castiel said yeah, one just so happened. Then how do you get one more day by the end of this? Well, I'm thinking because of the fact that they had to take Dean to the hospital. Dean was unconscious. Oh yeah, and halfway then, through it was daytime when right. Sam uh, talked to Cass. Right. So, so you're right, that was a daytime, and then there was a nighttime, and then there was a next daytime. Right. So that's what I'm thinking, at least two days. Yep, very good. <coughs> All right, cool. Is there anything else you want to mention? No, that's it. <coughs> Jeepers. I wish you did. <laughs> well, just to mention our um, Armchair Hunters group on Facebook. Yes. We have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over there and talk to us if you wish. Also, we have an excellent website, uh, updated daily by Penny herself. How does it feel to be a part-time web developer? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't it been your lifelong dream to follow in your husband's footsteps? Yes, I, I can't tell you how excited this makes me feel. Well, oh, this is my excited face, by the way. As you know, I don't... I don't know. The first time that I updated a file and then I saw it on the World Wide Web for everyone to see, I was blown away by it. But nowadays, you kids and your mass communication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people who know me know that I do not get excited easily. And even when I am excited, I like do not show it whatsoever. So, All right. Just saying. There's a lot. I think a psychologist would really look into you a lot with that statement. What? <laughs> we'll leave that for the armchair psychologists <laughs> out there. Oh, your light just dipped out. I saw it for sure. Well, okay. I mean, hopefully this was the only time. Hopefully. Because <clears throat> I've been... There... Look at that. That thing is out. Your microphone is going dead. I hope I haven't talked to myself a bunch of this episode. We need to change your battery. Yes. Okay. That's. Is <laughs> we're watching your light dip in and out. So, yes, our website is coupleofidgets.com, and you can comment on all of the episodes over there as well as listen to all the episodes online. So, it's excellent for sharing with other folks that might not uh, have a podcast app installed or anything want to just just send them the link to the web page with the episode that you liked and also i'm being handed a note here oh well you can just talk it on my microphone the next episode will be season four episode 17 it's a terrible life oh i love that movie it's a wonderful life okay so yes look forward to that tomorrow and tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your friends' neighbors, tell your neighbors' friends. If they like Supernatural, they'll love li listening to our dumb mouths talk about All right, that's it from us. Hopefully you can hear this. Bye. Bye.